You're listening to the See the Unseen podcast, where our number one focus is creating a little visibility for people who deserve a whole lot of spotlight. I'm your host, Melissa Georgioff, and I'm here to share some amazing stories that can transform and inspire lives. So get ready to take those blinders off and see the unseen. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with James Dupre. James was named one of Rolling Stone Magazine's country artist you need to know. He has perfect baritone pitch. He, in 2015, was on NBC's The Voice, where all four judges turned their chair around, and he ended up on Adam Levine's team. And in 2019, he was handpicked by Mary and Randy Travis to be the music of Randy Travis. So I am so excited to have James on uh, the podcast today. Welcome, James. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I have been. I watched you on uh, TikTok. Uh, my sister sent me one of your videos and I was like, this guy has an amazing voice. And I just thought it was so awesome that you were singing Randy Travis songs because it was just it sounded amazing. Um, and then I saw that you were doing tours with Randy. So I know we're going to talk about that. But um, I want to talk a little bit just to kind of start out is tell me a little bit about your family and where you came from. So I, I'm born and raised in a little community called Bayou Chico, Louisiana. Um, just to give you an idea of the size of it, I graduated high school with 38 people. So, you know, it's a pretty small place. Um, uh, I uh, was originally, I, I mean, I, I was interested in music from as early as I can remember. Um, but I was also interested in, in the weather. Uh, as you know, in Louisiana, we get a lot of hurricanes. And uh, so I was actually wanting to go into meteorology uh, in college, which is what I did. Um, and, you know, and knowing that music was just going to be like a hobby for me, I guess. Um, but then in, while I was in school, I uh, joined a band and it, I just couldn't stay away from it. And I realized that uh, instead of uh, music being the hobby, I think weather was going to be the hobby. So I, I pursued uh, music pretty full time after that. That's yeah. awesome. What kind of band were you in? Is this in high school or? No, it was in college. Um, okay. I was uh, I was living in Monroe, Louisiana at the time, going to ULM, and uh, it was uh, I was it was a church that I was going to actually that I uh, I joined their their band. I saw a flyer at school one day, and they were looking for singers, and um, so I was like, and they were looking for like backup singers. So I was like, well, that that might be a good way to ease into it because I really wasn't a, a performer, you know, at that time. So. Uh, Anyway, I was just, it, it was just a good way to ease into, into the performance kind of thing. And then once I did that, it was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Where you were hooked. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you think you're going to be in uh, a weather person, right? A meteorologist. You go from yeah. being a meteorologist to this, like being on the voice and, um, and being like a, you know, very successful singer. So are, do you even get involved with weather anymore or are you finished with that? <laughs> well, I am, uh, it's still a, a big hobby of mine. Um, I, I do read a lot of the, you know, weather discussions from the National Hurricane Center and the, and the weather service and stuff. I try to keep up with all that. And uh, especially during hurricane season, of course. Sure. 
Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your family. I've seen your, I know you have a little girl um, and I know you just recently got married a few years ago, right? Correct. Yes. So uh, I'm, my wife is named uh, Kelsey. She's actually from Lafayette, Louisiana. She's a, a real Cajun, uh, knows how to cook really good and everything. So that's, that's uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> and uh, I have um, four sons from my first marriage. Uh, they're all um, in high school now. And, um, and I have a, Kelsey and I have a, a little girl, uh, Relly, who is, uh, who just turned four. Okay. And I've seen some videos on TikTok of her singing with you. And I want to play those a little bit later too. She's <laughs> yeah. a cutie. So tell <laughs> me a little bit how, so you got started, you're, you know, you were in a band and then you thought that this was just going to be a side gig. What, how did you get from this being a side gig to getting on the voice? Well, um, so after I quit college, I, my, my dad's a paramedic. And so I decided that I needed to get a job and, um, the paramedic route was like a, a very natural choice for me. Um, so I did that and, and I, I went to school for like two years for that. Um, and while I was working as a medic, um, and, uh, during that time, YouTube had just come, come around and it was, it was still fairly new. And, um, I remember hearing about people making videos and, and putting them on, uh, on this, you know, new YouTube site. And, uh, and, you know, MySpace was also around at that time too. So, um, anyway, you're dating I, yourself, uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it is what it is, I guess. Um, sure. but I, uh, so yeah, I, I remember Tim McGraw had put out this new song called if you're reading this and, uh, I just absolutely loved it. And I decided to learn how to play it on guitar. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a video. And so I put it on YouTube. And then like the next day or so, I started getting comments from all people from all over the world. And I was just really blown away by it. And so uh, I just kept doing it. And then um, about three years after that, um, I got this random email one day from a producer on the Ellen show. And Ellen had seen my videos and she invited me to perform on her show. And uh, so you're just yeah. randomly putting these TikTok videos out and thinking... <laughs> You know, maybe somebody will pay attention, maybe not. Um, and then you get a call from the Ellen show that they want you to perform on the show. Yes. And that was like, I mean, I had never even been on local television, much less national television. And so it was a very uh, like what is happening kind of, you know, whirlwind kind of thing. Um, and the good thing is that they they wanted me to go like within like the next week, which is which was really good because I didn't didn't really have time to uh, really freak out about it, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> so, you didn't have time uh, to yeah, stress so out. You, yeah, you had to go. Yes, exactly. So next thing I know, I find myself on the set of The Ellen Show. And, um, you know, Miley Cyrus was on the show that day. And uh, John Corbett, uh, the actor. Um, and he's, a, he's actually a great musician as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I performed a Matchbox 20 song called 3 a.m. And... Uh, yeah. And after that, I basically, I moved to Nashville within the next year and um, had, a, had an album out and uh, I was actually signed, uh, got a record deal with Warner Brothers. Um, and yeah, that was basically the beginning of my career kind of taking off there. That is so crazy. So how, 
did just this record company reach out to you after the Ellen show or how oh, did, how did this transition there. happen to Nashville? Sorry. sorry kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? A little bit. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, so can. how did this transition happen from Nashville to, um, you know, and getting a record uh, label, I guess, reach out to you. How did that happen? Just they heard, they saw you on the Ellen show and they just reached out or. Well, at, actually at the time that the Ellen thing happened, I had already just before then started working with a producer in Nashville who had seen me also on YouTube. And um, so it was kind of like all happening at the same time. And um the, the producer, his name's Kyle Lenning, and he actually produced all of Randy Travis's music. And so he was very familiar with Warner Brothers. And so I kind of got, I was already kind of talking to them at that time. Um, and then uh, when, when the Ellen show happened is when I got the actual offer from them. You must just have thought this was so surreal to go from, you know, doing the weather, being in a band, throwing a few videos out on TikTok and, and YouTube to Ellen show. Now you you got a record deal. Now you're moving to Nashville. This was like getting super serious. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, uh, yeah, weather had definitely become a hobby and music was my full-time focus at that time. And, um, and yeah, that's basically since then it's been my full-time focus. So I know that, okay, so when did, it was in 2015 when you w went on The Voice. Um, how did that come about? So um, I was with Warner Brothers for four years. And so we, uh, we did record a bunch, of, a bunch of music. None of it really panned out. So um, I, and of course you can't be signed to a record label if, uh, if you want to go on the, on the Voice or American Idol. You have to be an independent artist. So um, I left the label and went on The Voice, basically right back to back. Okay, you try it out. Every judge turns around. How did you decide that Adam was the one? <laughs> well, okay, so uh, leading up to the blind auditions, uh, the producers sat us down and basically said, um, well, they, they asked us, you know, if in order of priority, I guess, uh, uh, which coach would you prefer um, to pick? And so my first choice was Blake, and my second choice was Adam. Um, and then the day of the, the blinds, uh, the, the producer said, make sure you listen to what the coaches say first before, you know, you make your decision. If you have multiple chairs turn around, you know, don't just automatically make your decision until you hear what they say. And I really, and you know, that made sense to me. So I took that to heart and um, I got a four chair turn and, um, you know, Blake didn't, well, first of all, Blake was like the last one to turn around too, which was like mm. <laughs> not, not right. a big factor in, in my decision, but it, it did have a little bit of a sway, I guess. Um, but most, most of that decision was based on Adam because he was so enthusiastic and he basically said, you know, it's a cliche because every country singer comes on this show and picks Blake immediately. And, um, and he said, I would love to, uh, I would love to be, be Blake with a country singer. And so I was like, man, that's, uh, 
that sounds like a kind of a, a good strategy. You know, it made sense. And so that's ultimately why I picked Adam. Gotcha. So he was competitive and he was the first one to turn around and he had a lot of yep. energy and, and really yep. believed in you. Yeah. And he yeah. was my second choice anyway. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't right. really that hard to, to, to go that direction. <laughs> right. Well, how awesome is that? So before this, you were actually, before you even went on um, The Voice, weren't you in a movie? Is that when you first got introduced with to uh, Randy Travis? Yes. So, um, so tell I, me and, about, yeah, tell I, me about first, how did you even get to be on a movie? Because I think that also came from TikTok, right? It was from, uh, also from my YouTube uh, videos, yes. Um, so I... Um, I met actually the first time I met Randy uh, was in 2011, right after a concert that he did in Nashville. And being that we had the same producer, I, you know, was invited to, to the show and um, to go on his bus. I went on his bus briefly for a few minutes after the show. And, um, you know, it was just, I was on, I was just over the moon. Just, I, I can't believe I just met Randy Travis, you know, and um, just a completely unrelated you know, situation about a year later, I get this email from a lady, uh, Kim Hughes and from Dallas. And she says, uh, I'm a, I'm a film, a, yeah, a film writer. And, uh, she wrote a script for for a short film. And she said, uh, I would, I would love to have you play a, a, you know, not, not the lead role, but just like a small role in it. And I'm like, that sounds like fun, but I, you know, I'm not an actor. I've never acted before. And uh, she said, yeah, but I've seen your YouTube videos and you look very comfortable in front of the camera. And, and she said, uh, we have um, Randy Travis secured as the, for the lead role. And I was like, wow, okay, yeah, count me in, I'll, I'll do it, you know. And uh, so like a month or two later, I find myself in Texas on the set of a movie with Randy Travis. And uh, I mean, and he's a great actor as well. So, you know, he really made me feel comfortable and kind of showed, showed me the ropes a little bit. And, and he actually remembered me from the year before, uh, which I was also very excited about. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, just, just one of those crazy things. They liked your look. They thought you were comfortable on the camera and they said, we want you in a movie. And you're like, yep. let's do it. Yep. <laughs> you must be thinking, you must be just thinking, this is nuts, right? Yeah. Just crazy. all happened so quickly. Yep. Well, all within a matter of a few years, all of these things were just like happening one after another, you know, crazy. Gotcha. And how was acting? I mean, did you feel like you were out of your element or was it fun? Did you enjoy it? I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and, you know, I, I was really looking, I, I didn't really know if I was any good at first, you know, and um, but I kept getting, you know, encouragement and, you know, the, the director was telling me that, you know, Good, good work. And, you know, there was just a lot of uplifting kind of thing. And um, so, and also the good thing was that my character wasn't really that different from me. So I kind of just played myself in a way, you know? Um, so it wasn't really that far-fetched. Didn't make you cry or anything on camera? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a scene where I, I had to look, I had to like look like I was crying or appear very upset. And um, that was really hard to do. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll have to look that movie up. It was called The Price. Is that is that right? That's right. Yep, The Price. And another interesting thing about that movie is um, we 
like I said, I, it was a, originally a short film, and uh, it was a, it was going to be a feature length film, um, like the next year we we're going to finish it, and then but that was the same year that Randy had a stroke, and so um, unfortunately we uh, weren't able to finish that uh, that part of the movie, and it had to be rewritten. So it's we still did the feature length, but it's a completely different story than what it was originally intended to be. Um, and I ended up having the lead role in it after that because Randy couldn't finish his uh, his parts. And it, it was just a really um, crazy time, you know? Yeah, your life has kind of intermingled. And, and this feels like this really divine connection between you and Randy Travis. So Randy's been having... Um, some health issues, and a lot of the viewers might not know that, that he went through and ha he had a stroke, and so he's no longer able to sing, um, but you were connected with him, and tell me a little bit about how you connected with him and Mary, his wife, and the, how this conversation went, came about, and how they asked you to be the music of Randy, and so it, not only are you like playing his music, like you are Randy Travis's voice, if you will. Yeah, um, and that's just still, as you say it, it still sounds crazy. Um, but uh, so this this was in 2019. Um, Randy had, you know, the stroke was in 2013. And so he had had several years of, uh, of, of you know, uh, therapy and, and, you know, rehab and everything. And um, I had I didn't really see him a whole lot in those first few years. And, and we started doing, he started going out in the public again and making uh, appearances. And we, we would do events together where he would be this uh, guest of honor and I would uh, perform. And um, we just kind of did that through those next few years. And then in 2019, um, Mary calls me one night. It was like, you know, midnight. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, God, something's wrong. And um, so she calls me. She's like, hey, uh, you know, me and Randy were talking and I'm just trying to figure out Rand, Randy wants to go back on the road and he, you know, he misses being out on the road. And, um, you know, we, we had this idea for a kind of like a tribute concert kind of thing, um, at, with his original band and, and, but, but we would like you to sing the songs for him. And, uh, you know, Randy would still be at the show. He would still be doing meet and greets and taking pictures and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, you would be singing. And so I was just blown away, of course. And, and I was really excited about the idea, though. You know, it's just this sounds really fun and really awesome. And uh, so I was like, absolutely, count me in. And uh, yeah, that is we, so cool. Yeah, now we I have a picture. Like Here's a picture of you and Randy, and I think your wife and your daughter and Mary, um, right yeah. out the Grand Old Opry. And I remember reading this on Facebook not too long ago, um, just how they were just so appreciative of you and, and you were so, you're so appreciative of them. And I thought it was the sweetest thing that you guys have come together and that you're able to just carry on this, like, you know, you know, his voice and allowing his, his fans still to come and see him and interact with him, but you're able to honor him in such a way. And it's really amazing. It, it's such a cool relationship. Um, you, so you played on the Grand Old Opry. Um, here's another. Here's a couple pictures of you at the Grand Old Opry um, with Randy uh, up there on the um, screen. So it's not 
you know, you sing a lot of different songs, right? You're not just singing Randy Travis songs, but, you know, I do love all the Randy Travis songs. I saw this TikTok. I'm going to play this little TikTok. It's about, a, it's a little over a minute long, but I think it's so cute um, that where somebody's following you along and telling you, hey, hey, James, you know, sing this Randy <laughs> Travis song. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to play that real quick and uh, we won't be able that. to talk during this, won't be able to talk during this video, but uh, it'll be a short clip. Here it is. <laughs> hey, James, sing a Randy Travis song. Okay. Uh, my love is deeper than the holler. Stronger than the river. Hey, James, sing a Randy song. <laughs> I'm gonna love you forever. Forever and ever. Amen. As long as old men sit and talk about the weather. As long as old women sit and talk about old men. Hey, James, sing a Randy Travis song. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Last night I dug your picture out from our old dresser drawer. I set it on the table and I talked to it till four. Hey, James, sing a Randy song. Oh, let's see. Um, no change, no strings, no fences, no wall, no net, just you, catch me when I fall. And I come in and Good I go, everything okay? I said, yeah, it's just hot out there. No hands. Oh <laughs> hey, James, sing a Randy Travis song. N no. Too far. <laughs> I love that. That was so funny. Um, what a great, what a great songs. I mean, and I tell, I'll tell you what, I was having like, not a great day the other day and i pulled that little video up when you sent it to me and i just got the biggest smile on my face i mean it's it literally brings me to tears seeing randy travis and he's just he's he's got this big smile on his face and he loves that you're singing his music i mean you can tell that he's just yeah. so happy and and excited for you to do that and you are also so excited so it's just a really cool thing i love it well, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a lot of fun doing it and, and getting um, to know Randy and Mary, like, really a lot. Uh, we've gotten a lot closer, obviously, and uh, and also hearing all the great stories from his band uh, from back in the day, you know, that's, that's always <laughs> interesting. Sure, they're all probably telling on him a lot, telling all the fun <laughs> things he used to do on the road. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he used to be a pretty big prankster, so, uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of funny stories with that. Yeah, and it's his original band, too, right? They're all Correct. the original band that, that uh, would play with Randy. I mean, and that how awesome is that, too, that it's the original, he's there, you're there. Um, I'll bet the yeah. fans just love it. So yeah, he, and, he and they do, and during the show they they play a clip where uh, of from like I don't know twenty or thirty years ago uh, of Randy introducing these guys, and so it's really cool to see um, how you know how they've aged over over those years, and you know see them seeing them that young and stuff. It's pretty neat. That's really cool.
And your daughter is a huge Randy Travis fan. Um, oh, yeah. I saw this. I want to play this little clip where you ask her, you know, who's your favorite singer? And it is so cute. Here it is. Lily Dupree, my little three-year-old baby girl. Who's your favorite singer, Ray? Who's your favorite singer? Say it in the mic. Randy Travis. That's right. <laughs> She says, Randy Travis. Oh, yeah. She loves Randy. She does. That's awesome. And she can, she's singing, right? She sings with you. I know she sang the uh, national anthem um, yeah. with you a couple of yeah. times. Yeah. So, you know, whenever in 20, she was born in 2019. And whenever um, we started the tour first, uh, I mean, she was literally like a few weeks old. And so she's been around Randy since she was born and, 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 and the band, and they've all got to see her, you know, she's four now. And, um, and so all, through all that time of like, when I would rehearse at home, that's all she's heard is nothing but Randy Travis songs. And so she knows all the words. And so anyway, when she was only two, she was backstage with us at a show uh, in Kentucky and she was singing deeper than the holler. And, Mary, Mary heard her and she was like, she's got to get on stage with you and do that. And I was just laughed because, you know, I was like, yeah, right. You know, and uh, she's like two years old and she could run off the stage or whatever, you know. But uh, Mary was like, no, I think I think that would that would be awesome. And so we tried it out and it was like unbelievable. She she just turned into a little performer and uh, it was just really something to see. And so that's since really then, she's cool. basically done it at every show since then. She's getting used. She's going to become a natural. She's just getting used to it, being with you all the time. And yeah, that's really cool. I know she's my daughter. Uh, a few things about uh, stage presence. I mean, she's like, she really turns it on. It's crazy. <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, I'm going to date myself. My daughter is 27 years old and I'm a grandma. She just had a baby. Um, he's a year old. But when she was like five years old, I think I remember I was pregnant with my son, who's now 22. And I went to a Rick Springfield concert and she knew every word to Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl. And um, I get excited. <laughs> and there's a song, he always takes the guitar. And I was in St. Louis once and I'm a lot younger than I am now and got on stage with him and sang. And he put this guitar over me and sang the whole song. Well, my daughter, I wait. And when she's five years old and I'm pregnant at you know Rick Springfield <laughs> concert, I set her up on stage. And he took her and he put this guitar over her and she's singing every word of his song. And wow. So those kids, they learn at an early age. They can they can remember so all the lyrics. I mean, she would always sing all of the songs with me. So I have a, now I have a picture of me with the guitar over, you know, Rick Springfield with the guitar over me and then one with her when she was little. So super That's fun. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So I have a little clip here where you sang Deeper Than the Holler. Were you... um? Were you practicing? Where were you? And it's like kind of in a um, backstage or something. Yes, that was actually at the Opry just uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, that was right before the show. I uh, was just running through the song with the band. Okay, I want to show this real quick.
sounds so good. You are really, really good. You know how good you are, right? Uh, I like mean, your voice, you sound a lot like Randy Travis too. Do you think well, that? And, and that was that was one of the things that Mary had said uh, when we first, before you know, when we announced the tour, is uh, you know, she she wanted to make sure people knew that I'm I wasn't trying to be I wasn't going to be an impersonator, you know. Um, I was still going to sound like me, but she said my delivery was was a lot like Randy's, and um, you know the emotion in the in the delivery and all and a few other things she said. But she said it was very very similar, which I took as a obviously a, a huge compliment. You know, when you say that, it is like you're not impersonating him, and I think that that's what because I think that could possibly be a little cheesy. Like if somebody wouldn't want to maybe go if they were just impersonating him, like. But right. it's very classy. I think it's like you you do such a really good job of singing his songs and honoring him and the fact that he's there, his band's there is it's really cool. So what what's the what's next? How often do you travel? How often do you play these shows? So we we only do you know 12 to 15 days a year and it's it's basically it's been through the summer mostly. Um we do have a couple of uh, tribute shows coming up that were that are uh, that that are not part of that tour, um, and uh, one's in Huntsville and the others in Dallas um, coming up. But um, you know, that's basically it for this year that that I uh, know of. And and then I'm doing a little a uh, couple of dates in Canada just uh, solo uh, in December. But that's it. <laughs> okay. So where can people go to get tickets to your shows? Are you doing just the one in Canada? Or are you doing others? Well, for, uh, just for the year, uh, for the rest of the year, I'm doing just a, the couple of tribute shows and uh, the Canada shows. And then other than that, I'm playing mostly locally around Louisiana and Texas. Okay. And yeah. do you have that up on your website where, where your fans can go and see where you're playing? I post it mostly on my social media. So like uh, I'm posting that all the time where I'm playing and stuff on Instagram and uh, Facebook usually. Okay. Now, did are you writing any songs? I I know you've co-written a few songs with uh, Casey Musgraves and uh, Rodney Crowell. Um, I, uh, well, Jordan Lenning, uh, he who also produced uh, those two artists that you just mentioned. Uh, so I didn't okay. actually write with them. Too, but yeah, uh, some people get get that because uh, um, you know you, I write with Jordan Lenning, and but you know he's also written or produced with these other writers, so it's uh, kind of an association kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I uh, I I am I haven't written as much recently as I, as I'd like, but um, I'm, I am starting to uh, get some new material together, and hopefully next year back in the studio get a few albums out get your own music out yeah i hope so i mean i the, my last album came out in 2020 uh which was very interesting uh whole the whole interesting story that by itself because of the pandemic but um well, I, uh, didn't you i think you recorded in like uh, people's personal studios or something like that during yeah, covid well, it was yeah, it was all during the, the social distancing thing. So uh, luckily, uh, with Zoom and everything like that, it it wasn't impossible, you know. And and I know that several people um, at 
produced albums successfully during the pandemic. And um, my producer, Matt McClure, he basically just, he was in his studio at home with this big TV and he was like, you know, producing these other musicians from their home studios. And it was like, this is insane, you know? And I didn't even think it would actually work, but it did. <laughs> and then they just kind of mixed them all together yep. over the internet. Yeah, each individual track, you know, there's just once, you know, putting them all together one layer at a time, you know? That's interesting. I, I just heard of, and I can't think of the um, country singer, but he, he recorded it in his kitchen. It's, I think it went almost like number one. It was on the top charts. He recorded it in the kitchen and it was so good. And then they tried to re-record it in the studio and they couldn't like, they couldn't do it again. And so they used the original one in the kitchen. So, and that's what he recorded on the song. I, it's going to kill me. I'll think of it. Um, it just had the magic. <laughs> so what else are, you know, what else are you up to? Um, I mean, you're up to a lot. You're doing these tours, you're doing your own music. What, what's the big goal in mind? What do you want, to, what do you want to hope to accomplish that you haven't yet? Well, I guess um, I would like to I'd like to put out some some new music soon, obviously, and um, just either get another record deal at some point, or or at least um, you know have some songs up a little higher on the charts than than I've had. So uh, yeah, I guess that's the the anyway the five year goal, you know. Okay. And so any um, certain record labels that you um, you want it to uh, to uh, have you sign or sign you? Um, you know, I'm not really, uh, you know, it, I'm basically I'm just doing my thing at this point. And if, if any offers come around, you know, then it's just one of those things. I'll, I'll uh, cross that bridge if it ever comes, you know, but if not, I'm just going to keep doing my thing anyway. And, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I really, uh, I feel happy about where my career is at. And um, even though it's not exactly where I thought I, I would be, you know, 10 years ago, um, it's still, I'm still at a point where I, I do feel like I've had some success and, you know, I've done a lot of really cool things and um, yeah, so I'm just gonna keep on keeping on. Where exactly did you think you were gonna be? <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you dream high, you know, uh, you, you just, uh, you just imagine, you know, lots of awards and, you know, success and, you know, people. You James, know, I have to there. remind you that you were singing on the grand old Opry. You've been with Randy <laughs> Travis. You've been on the voice. You've been on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, you've made yeah. a movie like, come on, you have yeah. like, it's pretty cool. And I mean, all you no, need to do I is get on it. YouTube again and like do something on, I don't know if you're still doing things on YouTube because I see you on TikTok a lot, but somebody's going to probably see, you know, maybe they'll see this and now you'll be doing something else. That's crazy fun. <laughs> yeah. You never know, you know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like that you're very ambitious and, and looking forward to doing some great things. I love to watch what you're doing. Um, what do you want to be known for? Um, I, I'd like to be known as the, uh, an artist who really cares about uh, a song lyrically, not only, you know, about, you know, how cool a guitar sounds or, you know, whatever, but, 
I, I love lyrics. I love songwriters. Um, and uh, I also, um, I love the fact that my uh, vocals are, are um, associated with artists like Randy Travis and, and uh, Alan Jackson and, you know, things like that. I, because I, vocals are really my only, like, ever since I was a kid, I all, like, I really just focused on singers and, and that, you know, the tone and the uniqueness of, of their voices. And um, so to me, I love being known as a vocalist, you know, and uh, that's, that's always been kind of uh, important to me. That's awesome. Well, how about we hear something that you want to play a little something for us? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, let me see. What, what am I going to do here? How about... Uh, how about uh i'll start out with a randy travis song how about that okay uh, one of my favorites hard rock bottom of your heart since the day i was laid and then we missed it let your love down I had prayed that with time and compassion you'd come around and I keep waiting for you to forgive me you keep saying and I feel like a song you have picked up and thrown to the hard rock bottom of your heart. To the hard rock bottom of your heart. Now this home we have built is still standing. Its foundation is on solid ground. Do we roll up our sleeves and prepare it? Or burn it down? And I keep waiting for you to forgive me. You keep saying you can't even stop. And I feel like a stone you have picked up and thrown To the hard-rock bottom of your heart To the hard-rock bottom of your heart We can't just block it out We've got to talk it out Until our hearts get the heck in I need your love, I miss it I can't go on like this It hurts too much And I keep waiting for you to forgive me And you keep saying you can't even talk And I feel 
so good thank you yeah you know and i just it just occurred to me that it's like you're you know you're just carrying on his legacy so it's like this whole new you know this whole age group is going to know all the randy travis songs and then your daughter is going to be singing randy travis probably when you get older and you yeah. know it's just a generational thing so cool i love hearing yeah, those songs I, I, I did i that had that thought did occur to me at one time and i was like you know this is just uh, so cool especially to see uh my little girl really uh as, and how much she loves his voice and she's always you know she can hear it from a, a mile away and, and know that it's him you know it's really cool it's awesome yeah it is cool <laughs> all right well you want to sing one more for us yeah um i can do uh i'll do an original okay all right um this absolutely one is, uh, this one's a title track to my my last album uh, and it's about high school football uh it's called home and away it's about a little more than high school football <laughs> Well, the talk around town is finally got a good team this year. Yeah, the QB number eight is going to take us all the way to stage. It's a small town Friday night. It's the anthem underneath the lights. They're going to kick it off any minute. I hate to miss it, but I'm home. It's an old version at night. Wonder where she is tonight. Knowing I'll never know. It's a losing game. Man, we were on a damn good run. I thought she would always stay. But I'm home. And she's away. You'd have told me back in high school. That she'd fall for a guy like me. Does the lanky, long-haired rebel boy end up with a homecoming queen? I can't show up and cheer him on without her by my side. And everyone asking why, that's why I'm home. Sipping on burger and I wonder where she is tonight. Oh, and I'll never know it's a losing game. Then we were on a day of good run. I thought she would always stay. But I'm born. So she's Back by late October. Yes, so 
I'm home, sipping on bourbon and ice. Wonder where she is tonight. Knowing I'll never know. It's a losing game. Man, we were on a damn good run. I thought she would always stay. But I'm home. She's the way. I love it. Thank you. Did, so you wrote that song? I did. And is is there a story behind the song? I, uh, you know, I was going through Texas uh, one time and uh, I just, you know, I don't know what, if it's just being in Texas, you know, high school football is a big deal over there. And, uh, and um, I just got this idea of like, you know, kind of putting together the home and away kind of, you know, the home team and away team. And mixing that in with uh, making that a story about a relationship. And I don't know, just kind of. And then I was like, man, that, that seems like a really good idea. That's probably been written already. But uh, I couldn't find anything. <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea. I was sitting here thinking, of, you know, we, I live in a small town. And so uh, we love small town football. And yeah. I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of people who graduate high school and they go away. And then they think about the you know, that girl that they left behind or, uh, so I love the play on words on that. It's awesome. Cool, Great song. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else that you want to share with us or you want to let uh, the listeners know how did they find you, um, you know, on Instagram or TikTok or how, how um, you want to kind of let everyone know? Yeah, that's basically my main um, source of information and, and interaction with with the, uh, the fans is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on social media. So, uh, you know, if you just follow me at James Dupre on uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, and uh, whatever else there is out there. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I still have all my YouTube videos up from, you know, ages ago when I look like I'm 12 years old, when I'm really not. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, so, you know, if, if anybody wants to go check out all of my videos and, um, yeah, so just find me on there. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I am honored that you did this and, um, I think you're amazing and I'm going to keep following you. Um, and always let me know if there's anything I can ever do for you. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And if you out there and you're listening and you like what you see here, uh, you can follow me on see the unseen podcast. Um, and I'm also on YouTube, so you can subscribe to that. So thanks for listening, everyone.